Congressman Bob Latta back with us here. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks very much for having me on. Now, it's always great to talk to you, and Happy New Year to you. Although this year has kind of started off a little bit rocky, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since all of the craziness that's gone on. But in Washington, D.C., the Capitol, the challenging of the Electoral College, the protests that ensued, uh, you, your staff, everybody's safe, everything all right uh, with everything that went down that day? Well, yeah, absolutely. And good Lord, we're never going to see another day like that on uh that January 6th. That I'm a historian, and I do a lot of tours through the years with bringing people through, and I always remark that during the War of 1812, the British captured Washington on August the 24th, 1814, set fire to the Capitol and, the, and to the White House and the other buildings in Washington. And, you know, we never we haven't had a breach of the Capitol since then. We've had incidents at the Capitol, but we've never had anything like that. And uh, because of COVID, and uh, they a lot of our staff have all been uh, working from home. And so fortunately, I was there and witnessed everything. But uh, fortunately, the staff, except for one who left early, uh, everyone was safe and sound. Well, that's really good news. That's good news. The protests really showed, though, that there's a discourse right now in America. There's a divide to where there are so many individuals that feel like they're not properly being represented right now. They're concerned about the election fraud. And then just kind of throwing the gas on the fire was the the fact that, you know, we're going to silence you on social media as a conservative. If you even talk about potential voter fraud, we're going to punish President Donald Trump. We're going to silence you to not even like look into an investigation of voter fraud. And then if you talk about it, you're a domestic terrorist. You're now a conspiracy theorist. We're going to ban you on social media. But then we're also going to come out and do what's been going on this last week or so is the impeachment trials in the House and now in the Senate, the criminal charges trying to be brought up. I mean, it's kind of just rubbing that salt in the wound. And I don't think things are going to get better for a while until we start to address these things. Well, you know, first of all, when you're talking about the big tech, that's the uh, Section 230. And I serve, I'm the ranking member on the Energy and Commerce Committee's uh, Telecommunications Subcommittee. Now, unfortunately, the Democrats run the, run the committee, the, sub, the committee and the subcommittees, but when you look at the big tech, especially with Section 230, this is being discussed a lot. And Section 230 was uh, put out there to be what they call a, uh, a shield and a sword for these companies that, you know, you could take down offensive, obscene material, and then they wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be held liable. But we saw during the campaign that uh, these uh, edge providers out there were doing what? Well, they were hammering the uh, conservatives. And uh, you, you didn't hear anything about the liberals, anything of theirs being taken down. Yeah. And so I know as a uh, Republicans on the Energy and Commerce Committee under the telecommunications side, we just put out a uh, kind of a, a briefing memo yesterday saying that we've got to look at reforming Section 230 because, uh, for one thing, uh, you know, taking away this liability, liability protection, if they neglect their uh, Good Samaritan uh, obligations. So it's really important that, you know, everybody's playing on a fair footing out there. Yeah. But uh, if if you don't, then it's going to be like we have to do something. Now, the, I'm not sure where the Democrats are, if they're very if they really want to do this or not. I know one of the things I know that Joe Biden said, well, let's just get rid of Section 230. And when uh, you hear the liberals, you know, also saying getting rid of Section 230, you really want to look at this, but you know we want we need, we really need reform, and that's what we want to do. Because again, uh, you want to have it should be equal, it should be fair, and it shouldn't be anything out there where you get liability protection 
for doing these things and not being held accountable. Well, absolutely. I mean, you need to be held accountable to that degree, but we also need just freedom in the market of social media. I mean, we tried to, they told us for years that if you don't like Facebook, if you don't like Twitter, if you don't want to be censored, then go to a different site, do something different, which by the way is very difficult because they kind of have a monopoly on the industry, but we did it. We went to sites like Parler. We went to sites like Minds.com. We went to sites that are different than Facebook and Twitter and then look and see what happened to Parler is, oh, by the way, we, you don't have the same guidelines and restrictions as what we do, so, oh, sorry, you can't have a server. We're going to shut you down. So now they're punishing us for even doing what they told us to do in the first place, which was go to a different site and start our own thing. Well, I know we're in the Senate. There's there's even talk uh, you're hearing right now is, you know, how, how big are these big tech companies? And uh, there's a question, you know, is it, uh, you know, are they monopolies? Are they is it in situations that I know I've heard on the other, you know, over on the other chamber is about uh, saying that we should be actually looking at maybe that these companies should be broken up. They've gotten too big and they control too much. And so, and again, you, we, we want this thing to be fair because again, uh, you know, when I deal with the federal communications because they, they're underneath our jurisdiction. And one of the things, you know, so the federal trade commission, they, that's also in the jurisdiction of our committee that, uh, you know, you, these things need to be fair. And, uh, but, uh, you know, what we witnessed in the last campaign cycle is that they were, their uh, algorithms and everything else seemed to, oddly enough, only affect conservatives. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we're, we've been seeing it here on the show as well. I mean, I can't do a Facebook live stream right now. Our, our YouTube has had a couple warnings for uh, breaking community standards, so on and so forth. So we've been even having a, a hard time getting the show out there on social media just because I made a comment that I didn't believe President Trump uh, incited the violence at the uh, protests on January 6th. It's a crazy time, and I know it's a battle that we need to continue on. But right now, it's concerning for you guys because you're doing all you can, and yet you're still in the minority, which is very frustrating. Nancy Pelosi still running the House of Representatives. Now we have a 50-50 split in the Senate, but, you know, the three, four Republicans that usually vote Democrat, plus now with Kamala Harris kind of being the tiebreaker in the Senate if it comes down to it, uh, we're kind of in the minority, and I don't know how much we can get done. What are you guys working on, and what can we do to try and put a blockade on some of the crazy legislation the Democrats want to ram through this year? Well, one of the things that people need to remember these words, budget reconciliation. And, you know, I always tell folks that elections have consequences. Now, one of the great things is that over in the House that we picked up, we really gained seats. Yeah. And so, you know, we're, we're close to about, it's either, you know, depending on the number of the days, because one of the seats at uh, either 223 to 212 or 212 to 213. So when you're within 10 votes striking, that doesn't give uh, Nancy Pelosi a lot of room. But, uh, you know, she'll run that place with a heavy hand to keep her people in line. But what they, and of course, as you mentioned, over in the Senate with a 50-50 tie and with the vice president breaking now, uh, you know, you've got two uh, Democrats over there said that they're going to make sure that uh, the filibuster stays in, uh, in being over there, which means that, that on all major pieces of legislation that they'll have to get to 60 votes. However, there is a, there's a procedure called budget reconciliation, and under budget reconciliation, you only you only have to pass things by a single vote. Hmm. And so you're going to see the Democrats. And when you do budget reconciliation, you know it's a really only you can only have one subject matter in it. But uh, you know we used it for you know getting the tax law. You know to see the the economy explode in our country. But what you're going to see the Democrats using it for is either rolling back. 
uh, all of the great gains we had in making sure Americans get out there and expand their businesses and have more money in their own pocket and the government not taking it. Uh, or they're going to look at their Green New Deal. And, uh, you know, we've been seeing the, the President Biden right now out there signing all these executive orders, stopping the Keystone Pipeline, stopping offshore drilling that's on uh, and then also on uh, federal leases uh, on land. And we're going to see all these things being rolled back. We're going to see gasoline prices increasing. We're going to see that all of a sudden we're going to have to uh, have more dependence on countries that don't like us. Uh, you know, the Canadians are upset with us because Keystone Pipeline has been stopped again by Biden. It shouldn't be because, again, it's the safest way to transport uh, oil and natural gas through a pipeline. And so we're right, going to be right back to, you know, more trucks and more rail cars. And the safest way is to do it by the pipelines. But we're seeing all these things are happening right now by massive numbers of uh, executive orders. And, you know, it's going to be a long two years before the next election cycle. But we've got to take back the House, take back the Senate to stop this craziness from occurring. Yeah, it's going to be a long couple of years. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. I wanted to ask you about the executive orders. You're back in your district right now. I mean, it's been a five-day, six-day marathon of Joe Biden signing executive orders. Now, usually when a president comes in, they'll do it for the first day. They'll repeal the old executive orders from the prior administration, maybe sign one or two themselves. But this is now going on for a five- or six-day marathon of him signing not just like small things, but major pieces of legislation that, as you mentioned, they're tying in the Green New Deal while he said he wasn't about the Green New Deal. They're tying it into COVID relief bills. They're tying it into what he signed yesterday with a racial equality bill. And somehow that's tied into climate change, as you mentioned, stopping the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, where does this end? This is uh, like monarchy rule here of don't worry, Congress. You don't need to show up. I'm just going to do everything by my phone and my pen, taking the Barack Obama uh, mentality to a whole entire new level here. Well, and see, this is the problem when you, we don't control one of the houses. Because uh, when you control one of the one or both houses, then you can do oversight, and you can haul in all of these people from the executive branch. But now we're being in the minority. It's the Democrats control all of the hearings, what hearings we're going to have, who are going to, who's going to be there, et cetera, and what the topic is. So as I said, it's it's but we have to be as Republicans. We're going to have to be uh, more on the communicating and getting what's happening out. Unfortunately, we're going to do a lot of legislating because right now I have not seen Joe Biden, who kept saying he was all about unity, talking to anybody about unity, but except just pushing all these things through on his own. It's unbelievable. Uh, is there any, as you mentioned, I mean, is there any way to stop those or can we try and at least propose a bill to try and just block some of the or minimize some of the executive orders? Or is this going to be just a routine for now? Well, unfortunately, uh, since they control everything, we're in trouble. Wow. And uh so we're, you know, to roll things back uh, on when, especially when they're doing things on the regulatory side, you do you can do what they call a Congressional Review Act, and you only need a simple majority in both houses. But again, we don't control either house, which means we won't even see any of that happening. So Americans are going to find out real quick what uh, the Democrats stand for: more taxes, more government less personal freedom. So, as I said, here we are uh, almost done with the first month of, uh, of this year. But in just one week's time, look at all of the executive orders that have come through. And what people need to do is go back and see in Donald Trump's first week, that 14 days, how many executive orders he signed. 
comparing what uh, Joe Biden's signing. Yeah, absolutely. Last uh, last couple of questions before we let you go is I know you're busy, but I mean, what is on the slate for the House representatives right now? What are you guys working on? What can you think that we can get done in a productive way with a minority with the Republicans in the House right now? Well, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, what the Democrats are working on is budget reconciliation, and yeah. they're going to try to roll something out here very soon. And so uh, when that hits, that's when people are going to find out if there's a true difference between the, the parties, and they're going to find out real quick. It was kind of interesting. One of our major papers had an article regarding uh, one of the large business uh, organizations here in Northwest Ohio. And they said, and they were asked what they did not want to see coming from this current administration and the Democrats controlling both houses. And oddly enough, they said, we can't afford more taxes and we can't afford more regulations. Well, they're going to get both. And what we're going to see is less job creation, less expansion, and uh, just things contracting because uh, businesses are going to be spending more money on trying to keep up with government regulations than putting the people to work. Good golly. Is there any look at or any continued investigations when it comes to potential voter fraud in the nation? I know a lot of people still don't believe that it was a legitimate election. And if it wasn't a legitimate election, then, I mean, it goes we go into a midterm election next year where a lot of people don't trust the system. Is there still any ongoing investigation, any ongoing discussions about ways to fine tune the electoral process nationwide to make sure that it's going to be a legitimate election come 2022? Well, and again, uh, they as, since they control what legislation comes up, they control what hearings they will have. And unfortunately, it's going to be the Democrats in the driver's seat all the way across Congress. And uh, one of the things, you know, that Nancy Pelosi wanted to do in the last Congress was impose more government, more federal government on our, our state uh, elections out there and have pretty much a good federal government takeover of our elections. And, uh, you know, we want to prevent that. And uh, so hopefully, you know, over in the Senate, that if they pass this again, that the uh, uh, the two senators that said they they would uh, not uh, vote to uh, abolish the filibuster over there, that means they got to get to 60, which means we'll hopefully prevent some of these things from occurring. Last question for you before we let you go. Some of the other issues, since they do run things, is there a concern or has there been discussions of any legislation when it comes to the national popular vote getting rid of the Electoral College or stacking the Supreme Court, which they threatened to do once they took office and get the majority? Well, right now we haven't heard the Democrats talking about, you know, uh, packing the court. But the uh, other, other issue that it's also a concern because, again, if you abolish the Electoral College, that means all you're going to have to do is win the big states and everything in between is going to be forgotten. Yeah. No one's ever going to hear about anybody ever going to Iowa again or New Hampshire in you know, those early months of a new uh, cycle when the uh, presidential race is going on. They're, they're not going to count. And our founders and their ultimate wisdom and how, you know, again, in a four-month period of time when such a small group of people came together and came up with this and saying, look, and then back in those days, they wanted to protect everybody against Virginia and Massachusetts because of the number of people that lived in those states, saying that, look, we want to make sure that things are distributed out there and that, two, you know, these big states don't dominate. So it's just like I tell folks, hey, just go back and read the history of why we have it. And it applies right now today, or it's just going to be a, you know, uh, that view of America, which is the East Coast and West Coast, and there's nothing in between. 
a sad deal, and it's very scary if they even try to do that. I know some states have already passed that legislation at the statewide level, so hopefully that's not a movement we're going to start seeing at the national level. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Congressman, it's always good to talk to you, my friend. Keep up the fight. Well, I know it's a hard much. time in D.C. Let's talk again here real soon. Every day is a good day, my friend.